You're listening to the Silicon Valley Podcast. On this week's episode of the Silicon Valley Podcast, we celebrate the 50th episode. With that, I take the episode and I look back on some of the best moments, some of the highlights. I thank our guests and I tell about what we're going to see in the future. And well, don't want to say anything more. Let's just start the episode. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to the Silicon Valley Podcast with your host, Sean Flynn, who interviews famous entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and leaders in tech. Learn their secrets and see tomorrow's world today. So I want to welcome everyone and thank everyone. This is the 150th episode of the Silicon Valley Podcast. The journey has been incredible so far. I can't tell you how many people I've had the honor to talk to, and well, you've seen the conversations, we've recorded the conversations, and there's so much that is talked about before the cameras and after the cameras are recorded. And I've been blessed with getting the knowledge and the time of these incredible people over the last several years. When starting this journey, I had the idea, of, let's create this reference library that any in the world can access, that they can get access to the knowledge, the resources that are here in Silicon Valley. Before that, when I was younger, I got to travel the world. I lived abroad for about eight years. I lived in Costa Rica, China, many parts of Europe. And it was an amazing journey. And anytime I told people I was from Silicon Valley, they just kept asking me questions. So when I came back here at Silicon Valley, I thought, how great would it be to create this? Well, we've already done the 100th episode throwback. So this 150th episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I'd like to go back just over the last 50 episodes and kind of think and kind of bring out some of the highlights that have been discussed over this time before even really going episode by episode. One key event really, I'm really proud of a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two at this point, I was able to interview Shlomi, who is the consulate general of Israel here in Silicon Valley. And after his episode went live, one of our past guests, Avery Miller, co-founder of Intel Capital, reached out to me and said, hey, Sean, can you make a warm introduction? I have a company I'd like to introduce to Shlomi. And I thought, how incredible is this? Because of the podcast, I was able to introduce the Consulate General of Israel to the co-founder of Intel Capital to discuss a company, cross-border opportunity. But where else can you have stories like that? I've gotten many other emails that over the last few months since the 100th episode that had been pretty incredible. Before the war with Ukraine and Russia, there was an English school in Moscow that was using the podcast to learn English as homework, where the students would listen and then ask questions. And actually, I got to talk to the class, the school twice. I had a person reach out to me from Angolia who was using the podcast in an MBA course. Even here in Silicon Valley, I've had an MBA course reach out to me and say they've used this as supplementary material for their students. And hearing things like that, it's just incredible to find out that, well, the quality of the guests, the quality of the information is being used globally at such a high level. And that really speaks for what is being produced and the desire for this knowledge that the guests are willing to and wanting to give to the world. So going back to some of the guests and some of the conversations we've had, they haven't just been one-on-ones like in the past. 
we've actually taken some panels from conferences and put those recordings in the, the weekly rotation. I mean, we released three panels that were taken from the Business Capital and Exit Strategy Summit. One of the panels was on disruptive technology, where we got to hear Jeep Klein, who's a Haas Business School, UC Berkeley MBA program professor, and Elizabeth Shu, former CTO of a large conglomerate in Thailand, and Gilliam, who originally from France, but it, well, his accomplishments in the US are incredible, discussed disruptive technologies. We had a panel on selling your business, all the steps in the mergers and acquisition process where we had lawyers such as Jerome Fogel discuss kind of some of the things that come up where, you know, lawyers kill deals and what part lawyers should play on those deals. We had an amazing moderator, Naveen, who's the co-founder of WorkWise. We had Marcel Feister, who is a wealth manager, discuss the exit planning process, the do's and the don'ts. And, uh, well, I was on that panel as well. We had another panel where we had Armelo Rodriguez, Connor Riley, and Mark Tienga talk about venture debt, talk about raising debt for capital, talking about different sources of funding for companies post-pandemic. I mean, these panels themselves, there were hundreds of people that came from all over to attend, and we were able to take that information and turn them into episodes and share them with the world. We've also not only had local celebrities in Silicon Valley, like in past episodes, past, you know, where before we were really focused on people living here, but now we've opened it up a little bit where the guests have a component of either they're doing business, they have an office, they have an investor, something to do with Silicon Valley. And this includes when we interviewed Hong Yi Lee, who's a director of Singapore Open Government Products, son of the current prime minister of Singapore. When he came in and he really discussed the public-private sector and technology, that interview was incredible. It's also really interesting to hear founders' journeys. We had Luke Holman, who, well, he was a competitive figure skater, also an author. He sold a couple of companies before, and he talked about grit in your startup and you know, the mental psychology talked about, well, now his current startup and financial literacy, but even before that, it was really interesting to hear about company in Silicon Valley, not raising outside capital, not raising venture capital and, and making it, growing it, selling it. You know, hearing journeys like that's incredible. One episode that I've gotten quite a few emails over recently was a, a recent one with Bryce Emo, the founder of Sidecar and Secondaries, this private market where companies aren't public, but you have those early investors, those early employees looking for some liquidity. I mean, he shared a story of a person that I think had 5 million in company shares, but was driving Uber on the weekends because the shares were locked up. And he had a conversation with him and said, hey, these are the options. You know, this is what a four transaction looks like. This is what's selling on the secondary. This is a direct rent. This is what the tax implication. This, you know, changed the person's life. And in that episode, we really break down you know, what are restricted stock units? What are incentivized stock options? What's lockup periods? What are all these terms that these buzz terms that you hear around 
these unicorn companies where you have so many employees that are on paper rich, but in reality are getting under market salaries. We talked about one episode that was really fun. Episode 136, Selling Your Company, where my wife, Michelle, actually interviewed me. So I was the guest for for a change. And we talked about the whole mergers and acquisition process from start to end, where it's creating the data room, the marketing materials, the buyer's list, going out, running a process, getting NDAs signed, giving them, sending them confidential information memorandums, SIMs, managing the management meetings, getting LOIs, before that IOIs, going to due diligence. We talked about all that there. And so many of these startups and companies here in Silicon Valley and the world, you know, they're not going public. They're getting acquired on their journey. And we discussed everything there. Well, going back to Marcel Pietzer on episode 135, wealth beyond the acquisition where, hey, things have to be planned before. So you know, so you have all the options or after. That's a, well, how many times have you talked to people or, or had conversations where it was, man, I wish I had known this back then. We also, well, in the last 50 episodes, we started recording them. For the first 100 episodes, we really weren't doing it. Yes, we had a few that were recorded just on the Zoom calls that the audio were pulled from. Maybe they were edited, maybe they were posted. We did towards the end have a couple that we were doing at the Sapien Impact Hub for all our fans. I know you listened to, to those past episodes where you know, we recorded in a live studio audience. We picked that up quite a bit and we've been doing one a month in front of a live studio audience, especially now that people are more comfortable with getting together. And the turnout from those have been fantastic. And there's nothing like that feeling before the episode when you're talking to people. You have the episode, then the follow-up with Q&A from the audience, the engagement from the audience. The audience, when they go, oh my gosh, I know someone that can help this guest move forward. Or I have someone to introduce them that could be a partner, could be an employee, could be who knows what the resource is. I mean, example is when we interviewed Wendy Shu, the episode going beyond the pageant, where she talked about a nonprofit company that she founded to help build schools in Nepal. And after the event, after the live recording, so many people walked up to her and said, hey, I know someone you should talk to. I know someone that might be able to write a check, make an introduction that has some knowledge, some wisdom to share. The amount of resources that were shared was amazing. And that continues to this day where I hear good things about that episode. And that was, you know, several months ago. It's great to hear about all the components that are needed to have a company, a successful company at all different levels. Going back, we did an interview with Brian Sparks, who's an executive and communication coach, where he really discussed and emphasized the power of communications at all levels of a company and how that CEO, that visionary has to be able to share their dream with the employees, with the investors, with the world, and how the best communicators are the ones that win. And I've really found that through these interviews. It's pretty incredible. Before an interview, I'll have some Zoom meetings, coffee meetings, and that. Then when I sit down with these people, these people that are at the top of their careers, you can tell the difference. You can tell how they communicate their styles, the clarity of it, the 
accepted all responsibilities, but given credit to everyone else. The asking questions, the inquisitive nature of of everything. It's incredible where to the sense I really think at this point, after doing so many interviews, if you were to sit me down in front of a panel of complete strangers, just by listening to them, asking a few questions, pretty confident I'd be able to, on a professional level, kind of place them on their on their success in their careers. It's pretty incredible. Listen to these episodes, listen to these guests that have been on this show, then listen to other podcasts, other interviews, other recordings, and really compare the communication style. And that was really came to my attention with that interview as Brian was speaking about what's a good communicator. Even before that, we had Maya Tusing, who, well, if you listen to that episode, you'll know she's actually my mentor. She's had an amazing career. I've been able to go to her and ask many questions, and she's always there giving me answers. And if you're interested in the Wealth Advisor for Nonprofits, so that really discusses the difference between profits, nonprofits, what works in one, what doesn't work in the other, why you just can't switch ways of doing business as one to the other, check out that episode. And we just had so many incredible guests from Ted Ha, the inventor of the microprocessor. We've had Dimitri Kusinazo, who, what was the exact title? I think it was the Deputy Undersecretary for AI and Technology the for the energy sector in Washington, D.C. And how do you get just people like this sharing their knowledge, their wisdom with everyone? It's incredible, the conversation about high-performance computing, about artificial intelligence, about how the government is reacting to new technologies, the private and public sector, what we can expect in the future, and then go into earlier interviews from the last 50. Things that, well, so many people that followed us on LinkedIn and social media, they can't get enough of Richard Hua, who's the global head of Epic Leadership at Amazon Web Services, or Amazon. Every time we made a post, thousands and thousands of impressions and comments and likes, and you just couldn't sit down with a nicer guy. Oh, and for the record, I'm sure people already remember this from the episode, perfect SAT score, missionary for 20 years, and then went into you know, software sales. What a life journey. And I think that's one takeaway that people can get from these guests is no one's career path has really been that straight line. They've all been all over the place. And it's crazy to hear some people starting this company, failing, doing another company, failing, or working in this business sector and then transferring over, then going back to school because they want to do something else and then moving abroad. And then no one's had that clear path. And it's just a testament to the opportunity for change that's here in Silicon Valley. We got to interview Deepak Gupta with Blue Bear Ventures and hear about all the deep tech that's coming out of UC Berkeley and working with, well, a lot of PhDs and how coachable they are and the ideas that they're coming up with and an accelerator that I believe lasts six to 12 months, something you just don't hear about. One episode that I've really got some great feedback on with Nathan Beckham, who is the founder or CEO of Founder Suite. And what was really interesting about that is the, com- 
well, the step-by-step fundraising process that was laid out using his platform and how people wrote to me after going, oh my gosh, I, oh, I've i never really been doing this systematic process to reaching out to investors. I mean, the idea of, okay, let's find 200 investors that write checks for companies like mine, the sector, geography, the technology, the size, the, you know, the milestones that were hit and then putting them in an email campaign where they opt in to get monthly or quarterly updates on the company where that letter that's sent to them is written in such a way where it's, okay, we're going to talk about our progress. We're going to talk about our needs, our wants. We're going to talk about give thanks to people from the last, from the last newsletter that helped us. So you have that public praise that people want to be a part of and how people are constantly then being updated on your company's progress and getting emotionally attached to it. And just the idea that, okay, when certain milestones are are hit, you're emotionally involved and it's, oh my gosh, I can help them now, or I know someone now, or that basically being top, top of mind and that process of, okay, you have these people you're reaching out to, you have them in your CRM, you are now keeping them updated and you're going through this fundraising process of you know, creating the marketing material, the pitch deck, sending to them, having the meetings, just the number that Nathan was talking about of you know, having 100, 200, 300 meetings. It's not just you arrive in Silicon Valley, get off the plane and there's someone there with a the checkbook ready to hand you a check. And that's an episode a lot of people need to hear to understand what really is going on. And what I really liked about that is, well, shameless plug outside the podcast of an investment banker and we run a very similar process when we go out and raise growth capital for companies both debt and equity it's a similar process to helping companies get acquired uh it's a similar process that that we run for many different things and it's great to hear this information being shared with anyone that listens to the episode or watches the episode another cool episode even earlier, Jason Wolf, co-founder of Genie. I mean, he has had this incredible career being at some huge companies that raised a ton of funding and maybe did not go anywhere. But that journey of raising a billion dollars at some of these companies and being just too early in, in technology and now starting his own company, Genie, who, well, I've gotten to test it on my phone. And I think a lot of people out there listen to the episode check it out and uh you know you might want to give the give the product a try but i think what really stood out i've had conversations well, well one you know his upbringing with his father in south africa and just understanding the power of network and that's something that's been brought up here so going back to that example when i mentioned making the introduction between abram miller and shlomi and that network has been built because of the podcast and continues to grow. And it just seems to get more and more powerful the way that I can introduce this guest to that guest. And the network keeps growing and expanding. And with that comes opportunities. And in that episode, we talked about that for the individual, about how as your network grows, doors open up. And anyone you meet, a new pathway that can be taken is created and you don't know where that path is going or the opportunities that are going to that are going to arrive there but being able to create that network is such a powerful thing and maintaining it 
can pay dividends throughout your entire life. We've gotten, we had Jeep Klein back on the show. Well, I did mention her earlier as being a panelist on the, the cap, the growth capital and exit summit. Well, she also came back to talk about Seasky Labs, her VC fund and everything that's happening in Southeast Asia right now. It's truly incredible. These emerging markets and everything that's happening in the world of VC. We talked to Hisan Patel about agile mergers and acquisitions and his company, MMA Science and Deal Room and what the agile method really is and that constant communication during, during deals. And I've gotten to, well, I got to meet his representative here in Silicon Valley. Fantastic, fantastic guy. And with that, I also wanted to say, hey, what's another great thing that I like about this show is when I hear from my guests all the things that have happened to them post the episode going live. So Adrian Rivadix, Get Traction Tools. He told me after the episode that, that he did on you know Sales is King about getting new clients here. And when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's incredible. You know, an episode brought you new business, new connections, new partners, new ideas. I really liked how a lot of the past guests have taken the episode, repurposed it on different social media channels, and really shared their information with, with so many people. It's such a great feeling because, well, my LinkedIn blows up with second, third degree connections from these guests that become first degree connections. And so if you look at my LinkedIn, I now have quite a number of connections in different parts of Africa, in India, Southeast Asia, all over the world. And it's thanks to these guests and their connections that listen to the episodes and they come up with some, you know, amazing ideas and they're sharing them. Going even earlier, one episode, CJ Gilbert, I actually had a person in the Philippines reach out to me after his episode, a virtual assistant that works on websites. CJ's episode was on, you know, your website is your business card. It's your most valuable marketing tool and people don't realize it or really understand. And he reached out to me and he thanked me for that episode and said he loved it and how he shares it as he makes websites with his customers, his clients, and he's using it as a marketing piece of you know, why having a website is so important and making sure it's a top quality website that really markets you because you own it. It's what people see. And now people do so much research on your website before they want to have a meeting. They want to research everything that's done. They want to research you know, what's linked to it, the name, everything. And having that quality business card pays you know, countless dividends for your company. I also, before that, got to read James Cape, the president of the Intel Alumni Network. Well, thanks to the amazing relationship with them, they've introduced some amazing guests to me. They gave me the honorary title of an Intel alumni. Even though I've never worked there, I've gotten to attend the Intel Alumni Network meetings. I've gotten to meet Mark, who was one of the people that helped me create that summit. They introduced me to Ted Hoff, the inventor of the transistor, and they've introduced me to so many other great Intel alumni. I can't thank them enough. And well, James, if you want to hear some stories about Silicon Valley in the old day to today, 
that episode, you gotta check it out. Monty. Monty, the founder of the LCX, the Liechtenstein Cryptocurrency Asset Exchange. I did not know that much about NFTs going into that interview. I had to research crypto a lot. I had to interview or research NFTs. I had to research exchanges. I had conversations with people in the sector. I wanted to come to that interview prepared for it. And well, the information he shared and what's happening in the economy with governments adopting cryptocurrency and the conversations he's had from politicians in Russia, politicians in the US, politicians all over the world and their views. It's fascinating to think what's going to happen in the coming years. Patrick Giggs, well, I mean, he went from zero to 42 billion assets under management at Aperial Group before exited. And his book, I got the honor to interview him as he was releasing his book. It's a book that, well, you can get online right now. He's also got a, you know, educational material with that. And he's now, you know, he's speaking. He's speaking, promoting the information that used to only be for that. I can't even, it was beyond the 1%. I mean, the, the richest family offices in Silicon Valley. And in the interview, he shared what he was, he was telling them his group was, was advising that information is here in his podcast for everyone in the world to listen to. I mean, I'm still amazed at the information that people not only willing, but wanting to share. Looking at the guests, I can't even imagine the amount that many of these people hourly rate is. In fact, most of them, I don't think they even do that. They're just not available. And yet they sat down with us for our audience because you know, they believe in that that dream of creating information that can be shared amongst the world to really help others. More past guests, Joe Vogel, lawyers' insights into MMA. And we talked about him on on the panel, but what he went into when talking about the due diligence period and lawyers and well, sitting down with a client and really find out their their risk tolerance level going into deals. Now, green light, we're doing this no matter what. Red light, we're hesitant. Yellow, we're, we're, you know, let's go cautious. That idea and having it for the whole team, it's amazing when in one episode, there's enough knowledge in 30 seconds that you just walk away and it changes the way you think about a process. And there were several, several instances in that interview that you just take away going, oh my gosh, that changes how I think about this process, this situation, these people's involvement, everything. Elizabeth Funk, now founder of Dignity Capital, I think she was employee 40 at Yahoo and she shares some stories then about, hey, let's, let's create this online shopping platform where people can buy shoes and that and just getting the ideas rejected and all these other ideas she had for uh, things for online. Um, it's just funny to hear those. And now hearing the help she's doing for the homeless and building, building homes, she really laid out her career in that episode, always being at the forefront of so many things. We had Gustavo Neto. Gustavo 
know, his story of corporate mergers and acquisitions and the integration process, how many startups, how many companies are confused or wanted to know more about what that looks like those first few months of onboarding of that transition period when the company gets acquired. This is an episode for you, Peter Conone of Demand Science. How many acquisitions have they done? I can't even remember. I think they said 11 in the last year. And he broke that down and their current goals and growth path and, and everything. And I mean, what a lesson in mergers and acquisitions and acquiring or growing through acquisitions. That's an episode you have to check out. Kyle York, disrupting the current VC model, co-founder of York IE. Check out his website. Check out all the models of the venture capital world that they're disrupting right now. And Koki Uchiyama, his is a funny story. I did the interview with him and then afterwards we were hanging out uh, by the pool at his place and he said, hey, Sean, how do you make, how do you make money doing a podcast? And I told him, oh, actually I'm a, an investment banker. They're like, oh, if I, if I had known, I wouldn't have talked to you. <laughs> oh, but I think we can work together on some things. And, you know, since then, Koki and I, we go climbing, indoor climbing almost every week here in you know, Silicon Valley at a, at a gym. Amazing guy. He's always traveling the world. He's on several boards. His ideas are, are incredible. Just the friendliest guy ever. And it all comes across in his, in his episode. One person who's after he was on our show, I got to be on his, was Barry O'Reilly, co-founder of Nobody Studios. And, well, Barry's crew is another one from writing the book of the lean movement, running a venture studio, everything he's done. It's incredible. And then to be a guest on his podcast after he was on mine is, well, it was so much fun. So much sit, fun sitting on the other side of the table and getting questions asked and you know, being able to, to bounce ideas back and forth. One person I came back for a second interview, John McNulty, the multi-time tech CEO in Silicon Valley. He was one of the first people ever interviewed on the show. I think maybe episode five or six. I can't remember right now, but to have him come back, what, almost a year and a half, two years later to be back on the show and to dive deeper and to find out more about you know, all the wisdom and knowledge he's had from being the CEO of so many companies and being on so many boards and, and sharing that. Incredible. Eric Espinoza was really funny about this episode is, well, he's a founder of Coconut VA and Venture Validator. But right after this episode, he sold Venture Validator to one of our other guests. Yes, you heard that right. One of our other guests acquired Venture Validator. So... And that all goes back to the network of the podcast of and the communication. Amen Seedman, uh, that episode on ESG, environmental social governance, that's a hot topic right now. And we're going to know about it for years to come. And well, going back to these episodes, what's great is I have to become a tiny expert in the topic before these interviews. So I can't even tell people the number of hours I actually spend reading articles, getting books, listening to other podcasts. I dive pretty deep before each of these interviews. 
I know many people might think, oh, I bet he just turns on the camera and they have a conversation. That's it. But in reality, I'm spending hours researching before creating question sets, before getting approval, before having calls, prep calls, before. It's a, it's definitely a part-time job, the hours that go into this, but the knowledge and wisdom that I get myself, it's, it's incredible. Daniel Iskowski, the co-founder of Side Pocket and Skunk Lock. It was a great to be invited to his closing of his series A round just recently. Uh, I was up in Napa and it was so fun seeing uh, what he's done since his interview and the milestones and the traction that he's gotten in the fintech space. Ari Newman, the managing director at Massive Capital, his story of working in the data centers with little fans there and the time when, well, he messed up kind of the upload. I think he cost the company something like, I forget what he said, half a million, a million dollars or that. You got to go back to the episode and, and re-listen to it to get and how, you know, the CEO at the time, they didn't fire him. They wanted to know how he did it and just how he just kept moving his career along and all the companies he's helped. Check out his LinkedIn. It's incredible the number of companies he, he, he's helped guide and, and helped out. Okay, I wanted to keep this episode, you know, more or less succinct, but other things, Jonathan Parkhurst, thank you. I was a guest on his radio show, not podcast, radio show actor, and he asked me some tough questions. It was a lot of fun, but oh, I mean, being on, on the other side of the mic with that guy, it was a challenge. So check it out. And also, I mean, what he's doing at Sea Haven, since him being on the sh- since his episode, they've hit milestones. They're they're a testament to what can be done with a CEO and a team that really believes in the product. Allison Cohen, her book went live, became a, a bestseller. The reviews on Amazon are incredible, absolutely incredible. She's been guest on other podcasts such as Tim Ferriss's and. Well, a list of VIPs. And I was very proud that, I mean, I'm sure she had the other interviews lined up, but I think our interview with her went live first. Dylan Mallott, well, after his interview, I've stayed in touch with him. In fact, I went golfing with him not too long ago and I felt really good golfing with him. I'm going to say I'm not the best golfer. I'm pretty embarrassed when I do golf. You look at my golf club set. It really looks like one of those that set from Tin Cup, where it's a shovel and some other items just to move the ball around. That's pretty much my golf club set. And uh, it's just good and nice being able to go golfing and have a great conversation, relax and, you know, share ideas. He's also helping me out on my next trip. I'm going to go to Puerto Rico, part work and, you know, going to have some fun, but he grew up there and he's already made some some suggestions of where to go and I don't know, it's just going back to the idea of being able to interview and talk to some of these VIP and then afterwards after the interview being able to actually have a, a good relationship and be able to reach out and talk and well that leads me to the next one Axel Claw. we've had my wife and myself have had lunch with him he's invited us to events uh, he's opened up several doors of just the VIPs in the semiconductor industry and his company itself hit a major milestone since the interview. And then 
well as some other interviews we've had. Well, we had Sam Wong. We did a two-part series with him earlier. Of course, he had to come back to talk about post-acquisition and his experiences. We had Lou Jung, founder of Fusion Fund. That interview, I thought was incredible. There's one, there's so many, so many good quotes that stood out. But one thing that was really interesting was she was talking about how her hero was her aunt, who was in the Mulan movie. And I'm looking at her going, wait a sec, aren't you on your second or third fund? Didn't you sell a company? Aren't you 30 under 30s, who's who in the value, multimillionaire, super successful investor, companies you've invested in? with the great exits and, you know, just hearing that, well, so-and-so I know is pretty good at riding horses and shooting bow and arrow. And that's who I'm impressed with. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's incredible. And well, not only from that episode, we've also had, you know, Jeep reach out to me and go, oh my gosh, I love that episode with Lou Jung. She's my favorite. And it's great to hear other guests talking great things about each other and Going back to when I hear all the good things that come from the episodes where people have gotten new business, gotten introductions to companies, partners, it's just building that networking community and it's so incredible. So with that, I think I've gone through the list of all the past guests and yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've done 50 episodes, yes, episode, oh, I actually have not mentioned a few others. Uh, these will be the most recent the reason I haven't mentioned them is they haven't gone live yet. As of this recording, I am recording this a little bit earlier than the date because of a, a trip coming up. So episodes 147, 48, 49, my apologies for not mentioning it right now, but thank you all for making the last 50 episodes. In fact, all 150 episodes so far, absolutely spectacular. Thank you to all the guests for sharing your knowledge and wisdom, for spending your time connecting with me, for building these relationships before and after the interviews, for all the introductions you've made for me. I mean, the fact that now my guests, since I'd say episode 30, have all been warm introductions from someone else, whether they were a past guest, whether it's someone in my network, whether it's someone or they're a marketing PR company that reached out. It's just incredible. And our listeners, I want to thank you for, because the listeners have introduced some of these guests to me. Of uh, you now, you have to interview so and so I know. Can I please make a warm introduction? That's been fantastic. And also, I want to thank the business that has been brought up from the podcast. I've had many of the listeners go, Hey, Sean, I'm looking to sell my company. Hey, Sean, I know someone. So just overall, the return for the time that's been placed. I highly recommend everyone out there do a podcast, do some type of social media channel, do something where you have that reason to connect with people that you can learn from, that you can share wisdom with, that you can, well, it just makes life so much more interesting having these amazing conversations. And with that, I want to thank everyone one more time for 150 episodes. Oh, there's one person I have to thank more than anyone. The person, well, she does all the podcast covers. She does all the YouTube covers. She interviewed me uh, for one episode. Can't even tell you the amount of hours she put into the Business Capital and Exit Strategy Summit. I can't tell you the number of hours she put into the website. I can't tell you the number of hours she puts up with me, greatest husband in the world. But my wife, Michelle Yuan, 
So I, I want to thank you for everything you've done for this show. And with that, everyone, thank you for making the last 150 episodes fantastic. I look forward to bringing more amazing content to everyone here. So like, share, and let's keep building this amazing network of the Silicon Valley podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Silicon Valley podcast. To access our resources, visit us at the siliconvalleypodcast.com and follow our host on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Sean Flynn SV. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, consult a professional.